Reformed and Evangelical, Confessional and Missional. Welcome to Creeds and Deeds. Hear the word of the Lord from Psalm 98. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord of all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and all those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the earth with righteousness and the peoples with equity. This is the word of our Lord. So I sang that, or I play, intro that song from Shane and Shane that's from Psalm 98. And I just wanted to remind you that that verse, what it talks about there is Jesus. And in that song, he puts it so perfectly. He's like, what they uh, knew by faith, we have by sight, Jesus the King uh, we know they, they're talking about the coming salvation and we know who that salvation is in Jesus now. So whenever you hear this in the Psalms, even though it was before Jesus, we can be confident that Jesus is in the Psalms. All right, today we're going to talk, we're going to look at chapter two of the Westminster Confession of Faith. And it uh, speaks of God and the definition and understanding of the Trinity. Um, it's interesting to me reading this because as you're reading it, it's you can see that the writers of the Westminster Confession are using every word and every verse that they can to just try and describe God. And you can tell that they're struggling to describe who he is because of this long list of words trying to describe all of who he is and how amazing and good he is. Um, these can get a little bit dry listening to these the confession chapters, but especially today, as we listen to this, listen to all these qualities of God and use it to worship him. Think on all of these attributes and how amazing and great our God is. And let's use this time to worship him and to see him more holy for who he is. So, Westminster Confession of Faith, Chapter 2, Of God and the Holy Trinity. Article 1. There is but one only living and true God, who is infinite in his being and perfection, a most pure spirit, invisible, without body parts or passions, immutable, immense, eternal, incomprehensible, almighty, most wise, most holy, most free, most absolute, working all things according to the counsel of his own immutable and most righteous will for his own glory, 
most loving, gracious, merciful, long-suffering, abundant in goodness and truth, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin, the rewarder of them that diligently seek him, and withal, the most just and terrible in his judgments, hating all sins, who will no, by no means clear the guilty. Article 2. God has all life, glory, goodness, blessedness in and of himself, and is alone in and unto himself all sufficient, not standing in need of any creatures which he has made, nor deriving any glory from them, but only manifesting his own glory in, by, unto, and upon them. He is the alone fountain of all being, of whom, through whom, and to whom we are all things, and has most sovereign dominion over them, to do by them, for them, or upon them, whatsoever himself pleases. In his sight all things are open and manifest. His knowledge is infinite, infallible, and independent upon the creature, so as nothing is to him contingent or uncertain. He is most holy in all his counsels, in all his works, and in all his commands. To him is due from the angels and men and every other creature whatsoever worship, service, or obedience he is pleased to require of them. Article 3. In the unity of the Godhead, there be three persons of one substance, power, and eternity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Father is of none, neither begotten nor proceeding. The Son is eternal, begot, or eternally begotten of the Father, the Holy Ghost eternally proceeding from the Father and the Son. All right, so I just wanted to talk about my thoughts on these really quick here. Um, the first one here is that uh, it just shows, like Article 1, it just talks about all of these uh, attributes and tries to describe who God is. But the thing that really stuck out to me is that he forgives iniquity transgression of sin and he ho- and he rewards those that seek him but then he's also just with the most terrible judgments and he won't let the guilty go and that just shows that he's loving that just shows that like thing that we always talk about in evangelism that God is perfectly loving but he's also perfectly just so because of his love he wants he wants us to be with him for eternity but because of his justice, he can't just let us go. So a sacrifice had to be made. A payment had to be made. And that's why substitutionary penal or penal substitutionary atonement, I mean, Jesus dying on the cross for us is such an important doctrine. All right, for the second one, um, it's just, to me, it just really shows how how big God is and how small and insignificant we are. Because it talks about that he is, he has everything in himself. Um, and he's all sufficient. He doesn't need anything from us. He doesn't need us to somehow uh, do things to make him better or to please him or make him happy. He is everything. And he doesn't even derive glory from us, but he just like uses us to um show his glory 
both by using us as tools to magnify his glory and also just showing his glory by giving us uh, blessings and everything that just show how glorious he is. And then it also shows that like he does whatever he wants. Everything is in his in his um, in front of him in his sight. Everything is open. And his knowledge is infinite and infallible, and it's independent of us. That's a big one. Um, you see in the Bible where it says, oh, God repented of these, or God relented of this disaster, or God turned. Um, but it's not like he didn't know that stuff before. Because his knowledge and his decision-making is independent on what we of what we do. He's decided it from before. And there's no contingencies, it says. He doesn't need us to work out his plan. He chooses to use us, though. But his plan has been determined from before the world began. So nothing, none of it's uncertain. And then the, inter- and then the other thing is, is that he is most holy in everything, in his counsels, his works, and his commands. And because of that, and because he's our creator... Anything that he, uh, any worship he wants, any service he wants, any obedience he wants, um, that he requires of us, we do it. We don't have the right to say no, or I don't like that God, or I don't, I would do it differently because no, he's eternal. He's perfect. And he's the creator. We are not. And then article three, um, you just see this is like once again like no matter what any definition of the trinity seems to always fall short because it is a mystery that we cannot in our human minds understand because it says in the last three things we've been talking about how god is one and then now we say there's the unity of the god or of the godhead and that there's three persons they're one substance power and eternity yet there's three persons And then I like how it's said in here. I've never really thought about this. I've known for a long time that, you know, Jesus was begotten, not made, or the Son was begotten, not made of the Father, uh, eternally begotten, and that the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit uh, eternally proceeds from the Father and the Son. But I've never really thought about the Father, and I really like how it says in here, the Father is of none, neither begotten nor proceeding. It's just um, amazing. It's impossible to think of. We think of, you know, okay, Jesus is begotten of the Father. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son, but none of that applies to the Father. He's um, neither begotten nor proceeding. And is eter- so he's, um, you know, his eternity is unchanging, I guess I'd say. All right. Uh, That is the Westminster Confession of Faith, chapter two on God and the Holy Trinity. Join me tomorrow for chapter three. All right. Now let's hear some verses to bring us into prayer for the day. First, a verse for preparation. Psalm 119 verses 97 through 100. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandments make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever mine. I have more insight than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, 
because I have observed your precepts. A verse to bring you into worship or adoration of God. Romans 11, verses 33 through 36. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and unfathomable his ways. For who has made known the mind, who's known the mind of the Lord, or who has become his counselor? Or who has first given to him that it might be paid back to him? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. A quote um, from Stephen Lawson for confession. So take this quote and pray, confess your sins, repent of them, and be contrite and lowly of heart. So the verse is, Salvation is not a reward for the righteous, but a gift for the guilty. You're guilty. If you're a Christian, if you're a human, you're guilty. You've sinned. You've turned away from God. God didn't give you salvation because of your righteousness, but he gave it to you as a gift because you are guilty and you don't deserve that salvation. So spend time confessing your sins to him and remembering how he's forgiven you for them and un- giving you grace that you don't deserve to believe in him and to, be a- and to forgive you for your sins in Jesus. All right, some ver- a verse for Thanksgiving or a time of gratitude. James 1, verses 17 and 18. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. In his, the exercise of his will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, so that we would be a kind of first fruits among his creatures. All right, so spend some time now in thanksgiving for every good thing and perfect gift that the Father has given you. He comes down from him. He brought us forth by the word of his truth, so thank him for that. All right, supplications, a time to make your requests known to God. This is from Psalm 119, and it's verse 18. Open my eyes that I may behold the wonderful things from your law. So pray for yourself to be enlightened in his word and to understand his word deeper and that you would be strong and faithful and disciplined in reading his word. All right, so now for our prayers of petition or intercession. How about to go right along with that for yourself? How about a love of, for the word of God? that you might value God's word more than anything else. A couple of verses for that. 1 Peter 2, verse 2. Like newborn babies, long for the pure milk of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. And Job 23, verses 10 to 12. But he knows the way I take. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot has held fast to his path. I have kept his way and not turned aside. I have not departed from the command of his lips. 
I have treasured the word of his mouth more than my necessary food. How about for your neighbors? Think of a neighbor that you know who's not a Christian and ask that they, ask for them, pray for them by name that they would repent and believe. Pray that your unsaved neighbor, whatever their name is, would repent of his sins and trust Christ as his Lord and Savior. uh, To go with this and to help you see the seriousness of it, Let's look at Romans 1, verses 18 to 21. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of man who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident to them. For God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understand, understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man, and of birds, and four-footed animals, and crawling creatures. And then one more verse, John 3, verse 36. He who believes in the Son has eternal life, but he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. Your neighbors who are not Christians, the wrath of God remains on them, and they will be punished and judged for every deed because Jesus is not there to provide their covering to take that sin for them. They're going to have to bear it all on their own. So we need to pray for them that they would come to Jesus. Also, will you pray for my family? Will you pray for my uh, brother Chris and his fiance Sydney? Um, I just asked that for that because uh, they are in a multi-level marketing uh, company that they're trying to get a foot in and they're working really hard at it so just pray that God would grant them uh, success in that and that also they are now engaged Um, they are working towards getting married and I just pray that that will go well and that they'll have a good marriage and that their future will uh, be strengthened and uh, that they'll have a good marriage together and that Uh, we would all grow together as a family and that we would be able to spend time together, their family and my family, or her family and our family, and just we'd all grow together as one big family. Pray for your supervision at work. And maybe pray for your relatives. Um, I know that relatives are in different situations, whether they they might be in a cult, like the Mormons or Jehovah's Witnesses, or maybe they don't go to church, or maybe they do go to a Christian church, but that church is kind of lacking in gospel or in the uh, way that it does things. Maybe it's just a very uh, weak church. Just pray for whatever that is. Just pray for your relatives and their spiritual well-being. And now, together, let's say the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.